Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. Are you getting the vaccine? They say the only thing that'll save us is the vaccine. The government, media, and celebrities are using fear to force you into something that you may not be sure about. They expect you to roll up your sleeve and do something to your body that can't be undone. I don't know about you, but we have a few questions. So we're going to answer them. Is the vaccine safe? No. According to the FDA, their list of possible adverse event outcomes, a.k.a. side effects, from the vaccine includes Guillain-Barre syndrome, acute disseminated encephalomyelitis, transverse myelitis, encephalitis, myelitis, encephalomyelitis, meningoencephalitis, meningitis, encephalopathy, convulsions, Whoa, far too many. We don't have time for this. By the way, that is just a, a, a sample of this cartoonish uh, video that's making the uh, rounds. And I, I, I got to tell you, I was quite alarmed when somebody sent it to me. And I, I listened, and it's 10 minutes long, and I, I sent it to um, the folks over at the White House, Sedman Rich, I said, Cedric, you got to respond, get somebody to respond to this. And then I sent it to the powers to be here at Sirius XM and said, we got to get the folks on our doctor channel to uh, respond to this. Um, and thank goodness, assistant professor at the NYU uh, Langon School of Medicine in the Department of Population Health who is, by the way, running a COVID-19 testing uh, uptake. It's NIH-funded, is with us, um, and that is our good friend, Dr. Natasha Williams. I so appreciate you coming on. Um, and I, you know, I just got off with a caller, who, by the way, is, <laughs> I don't know if you are listening, Dr. Williams. He's a researcher in housing and said, you know, just, just let herd immunity take place, treat everybody like adults. And this thing will, it'll never go away. And, but anyway, let, let's, let's go with, you had a chance to uh, see, uh, uh, watch this video. Well, good morning, and thank you so much for uh, inviting me again today. Um, I could not get through the entire video because I just found it to really be despicable um, that people would spend their time and intentionally spread misinformation. And I think the first thing that I want to share with everyone is that if you do come across information that is it's misinformation, it's, it's disinformation, that you can report inappropriate content to any of these social media uh, platforms, and you should do so immediately because it does us a disservice. We all want to return to a sense of normalcy, whatever that may look like for ourselves, for our loved ones. And... 
we have a civic responsibility. There, we have a duty to address the spread of misinformation, and that is something that we all have control over. So, so I, I did really the right. I you providing okay. this platform for that. Oh, okay, so I did the right thing. In, oh, absolutely. And notifying <laughs> Cedric Richmond over at the Biden's office and mm-hmm. you guys on Doctor Radio. Absolutely. Absolutely. What? What? You well, have a platform, yeah. right? So you you have a powerful platform. You know, you <laughs> an influencer before we knew what an influencer was. Right. So it's your responsibility to use this platform in a way that is going to contribute to how we can address this pandemic. And there's a role for every one of us. And this is your particular role. What is some of the misinformation that uh, um, that just caught you initially as you got through part of it? Well, you know, for me to do that, it would sort of give it more life and more yeah. energy. And, yeah. and so I choose not to do that. But I can tell you in town halls and in speaking with people in the community and even our unvaccinated uh, employees at NYU Lincoln and the Grossman School of Medicine, that people generally have sort of the same questions. We hear these questions over and over. And they, they are justifiable questions. That's first and foremost. Everyone has a right to have their questions answered and for them to have accurate information that is in plain language so that they are able to make an informed decision about the vaccine. But people generally want to know what is in the vaccine. What, what are the ingredients? I saw somewhere uh, there's these different chemicals and uh, potassium chloride is in there, and that essentially is salt, <laughs> which is found in many uh, deli meats and other processed foods that we consume on a regular basis. Uh, people generally want to know how and, and how was this vaccine developed so quickly, and, and that's a valid question. And the response for that really is we are dealing with a pandemic. It's global. Scientists have been developing vaccines for similar viruses for years. And so you can think of it as when you, I believe the, the phrase is, you know, luck is when preparation meets opportunity. And so if you've been preparing for something and studying it for years, when it shows up, you should be proud that you are ready to address it. And when everyone is working collaboratively, then you can only move quickly. That's a positive thing. So those are a few things. People have questions about pregnancy. And they should know that there actually were some women who were pregnant uh, in, in some of the trials. I believe it was the Pfizer trial, for example. And those women will continue to, to be studied uh, over time. And Pfizer, for example, has gone a step further, and they started to do animal studies to really make sure about the efficacy of the vaccine uh, in pregnant women. So people generally want to know, you know, it, and also 
as my, you know, my uncle told me before he got vaccinated, he wanted to know if, you know, any of my limbs were going to fall off or anything before he decided to get vaccinated. So people should know that for millions of people who have been vaccinated, that it remains safe, that there are ways to report adverse events and reporting mechanisms have always been in place not only for this vaccine, but for all vaccines. And that mechanism has not changed. Now, let me, here's something else that keeps coming up. And it came up again, um, and, it, and, and I know that this, this video is pushing this, along with other, it, it's not the only one. Uh, the only reason it worried me, it, it's so sim- uh, simple, you know, elementary, that's that's the word I've been using. And that is the FDA has not approved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, therefore, that's a reason not to take it, not to be vaccinated. Your response? Well, that's, that's a valid question. Um, and I believe, you know, maybe 30% of unvaccinated people, and, and some studies say, that they are waiting for for full approval. Um, And, you know, that's okay if people are waiting for full approval. What we have now, because of the urgency, is emergency use approval. What we do know is that there is good news. There there is movement in an increase in people who are getting vaccinated. We're not, you know, seeing uh, a plateau, if you will, but there has been an increase across different racial and ethnic groups across uh, different states. So if you look, uh, for example, in in Mississippi, there's been an increase of blacks getting vaccinated from roughly 25% to 38%. So those are really good signs. So we're we're doing our job in terms of the education and health promotion around the vaccine. We know that uh, Pfizer applied for full approval in May, and I believe Moderna was shortly thereafter in June. And so it is expected maybe within the next month or two, certainly by the end of the year, there will be full approval by the FDA. So why is this taking so long? Some some may ask. Well, they are trying to do their due diligence. So what you saw, what I remember looking at in that clip, that was shared that I have already reported that uh, it is misleading content. One of the things is this review board by the FDA. And somehow in that video, it suggested that it was very brief. The review process was, was publicly available and it went on for hours. And so what they are doing is they are really reviewing all of the data that is available before they issue full full approval. But it is expected that there will be full approval. Again, May, I believe, Pfizer applied and Moderna was in June. So it is expected that it will happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anything else? uh, Oh, I know. Again, the mask. Oh, God, this thing is driving me nuts. Um, and now you, you know, I won't ask, you know, and I know you, as as part of Dr. Radio, you try to, we'll handle the politics and you, you, all of you 
have to deal with the science and 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 that the the you know the, the mask mm-hmm. people are, it doesn't do any good i mean that's mm-hmm. the one consistent thing that i hear from non mask wearers uh i've been vaccinated uh therefore i don't need to wear a mask um what is the science or however you want to answer it doctor uh doctor dr williams um how your response to these non mask wearers so i think what people need to to recognize with the mask is that masks have always been used you can think about uh the flu they have been used and recommended as a tool to help prevent the transmission of the influenza virus. Um, And the same is the case for using the mask for the COVID-19 virus. Recall, before there was a vaccine, this this was our primary tool that we had available, which continues to be effective in reducing the spread. And, And of course, the CDC has said first, you don't need to wear it if you're vaccinated. And then they needed to make a pivot and say, well, actually, you should. And that is because this new variant, which has happened because not enough people have been vaccinated, uh, is highly contagious, more so than probably any other variant. I can tell you from personal experience as well. I've been fortunate to have my two children enrolled in school in person since September. They have worn masks throughout that entire process of being in school for months, all day, along with several other children. And there was not spread of the virus within the school. That does not mean that people did not get COVID. Of course, they did, depending on what they were doing outside of school and different activities and routines and so forth. But they were able to be in school. And that is because of the effectiveness of the mask. So it still remains an important tool. Um, I am fully vaccinated, and I continue uh, to wear the mask. Why? Why do you continue? Because I want to reduce my spread, my risk of getting COVID. Not because I believe that I'm going to be severely ill because I'm vaccinated. I, my likelihood of becoming severely ill or hospitalized or dying is very low. It's very rare that that will happen, given that I've been fully vaccinated. But I have a family, you know, I'm a wife, I'm a daughter, and so I continue to wear my mask despite being vaccinated. Hmm. And, 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 and then the last question comes from the caller that you may have heard before we uh, we had you with us, Dr. Uh, Natasha Williams, who is uh, with, with us. Um, just, you know, uh, let's just treat everybody like adults and, you know, let this just spread and we'll get into herd immunity. And my re- non-scientific response was, that is potentially dangerous because this virus, like a lot of viruses, will mutate and may be f- f- more serious than what we're facing. Your, res- 
your your professional response. You you know you are absolutely right, Joe, for sharing that. Um, it would be potentially dangerous for that to happen because we really need to get more people you know vaccinated. And as we're waiting to do that and thinking about uh, this idea of a herd immunity threshold. We're going to continue to see an increase in cases, and we will continue to see an increase in death. So I'm not sure how many more lives are people expecting us to wait to see be lost as we're waiting on herd immunity. We have effective public health tools, and that includes, of course, the vaccine, mask wearing. Those are the things that are going to be particularly helpful for us as we're thinking about preventing transmission of COVID-19. So again, the idea of herd immunity is only relevant um, if we're able to increase the number of people who are vaccinated. But we haven't been there um, at this point at all. All right. Dr. Natasha Williams, thank you so much for responding to our, our call and I know that uh, it was. Oh, I know that that was the other thing. And one, I hate to say one final question because it always depends on the last answer. Um, There's some inside that that little video. It it said this is not a vaccine. Uh, I have no idea what what that uh, refers to. Um, it is a vaccine. I'm not sure what people believe it to be. It's, a, it's an RNA vaccine. It does not get into our DNA or, or our genes uh, at all, you know, and it is what is used to prevent uh, infection. It helps our body to fight potential uh, infection. And if anyone really wants to know, the information about the vaccine what the ingredients are, they are available on the FDA's website, and they are also available on each manufacturer's uh, website as well. But what people do that, and I'll, I'll say this before I end, that create those videos, they are relying on us not to do our own due diligence yes. and our own fact-checking. Yes. And so, I, you know, I remember, I may be dating myself with this, I don't really care, but I remember when I was teaching my public health students, and one of the ways that I tried to teach them to decipher what would be trusted information was to look for copyright information at the end of the website. Was it current or was it from three or five years ago? Were there valid links? within the content that you could refer back to. And then also, did it end in .com? Did it end in .edu, .gov, .org? And so today, really, if it does not end in .edu or .gov, I don't know if it's really a trusted source or not. You need to do your homework. And so people are relying on you not to do your homework. That's it. I'll end there. Dr. Williams, uh, thank you so much. I really appreciate you um, coming on because I, I, I was someone suggested that I put the uh, the video up on our social media, and I said I wasn't going to do it. 
Uh-uh. Please do not. Uh, I did, and that's and that was my instinct. Do not do this, because Please it would not. just. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm glad I did the right thing, and I'm so glad that we uh, contacted you and others. Thank you. Thank you Best so much. You. Such a pleasure. Right. You can listen to yours truly, Madison, the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.